Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Finding Calm in the Chaos, the European Adventures. You may or may not hear in the background, I'm recording from my patio overlooking the ancient ruins of Palatine and Circus Circus and the Colosseum. memorial and it's been fabulous so we're gonna talk about Rome today you guys ready let's go hey 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 it's Denise and I don't know how much of this is gonna catch up but I decided that I was going to watch the sunset today in Rome fall over the building of the uh, dedicational altar building to the fallen unknown soldiers of World War One, the Italians. And I can see the Colosseum to my left, a bunch of ancient ruins, Palatine, the, the old city is right in front of us. It's really a sight to behold. Ah, I will tell you that I was really really, really looking forward to Rome. But I'm not going to lie. I have been able to see, you know, it's like, let's just put it this way. It's like Rome is like walking into a house that you're looking to buy, but they have ugly furniture and horrible paint. And you go, I don't like this house. They have ugly furniture. (laughs) I am able to see beyond the little things and understand that there is a lot of beauty in the statues and the art, the buildings, the history, the ruins, all around it, the food. But there is one outstanding thing that is always in your face, no matter where you go. And it literally hurts my heart to tell you guys this but it's filthy. It is strewn with garbage everywhere you look. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later because I've been questioning people about this. I know Mr. Sith was here, what, 14 years ago, 12 years ago? I'm not really sure. 2008, something like that. And he walked through Rome. He didn't go into anything. That's another story. Uh, I've told some of you that. But it's interesting that he doesn't remember it being this dirty. So there's kind of been a, something's going on. There's been a shift. And, and there have been some interesting uh, theories on what is going on. I don't know if you guys can hear, but they are, uh, the bells just finished ringing. Um, They are actually helping support uh, one of the ancient structures here. So the workers come at night because it's safer to do it than it is during the day. So every now and then you hear a hydraulic, but it wasn't, uh, it didn't prevent us from sleeping or anything like that. But for the safety, it was interesting. We're like, who does like construction at like, you know, at nighttime? They do here on the ruins just because there are less people around it and it's safer. So it makes sense when you put it that way. 
Um, we've had so much fun here. I, I don't even know what to tell you. First off, like straight off the bat, um, I met up with a childhood friend from 40 plus years ago. We went to St. Priscilla Grammar School in Chicago, Northwest Chicago, and her name is Tiziana, and she has a twin named Cynthia, and they, we all went to school together, and I have not seen her since then, and of course, all the powers that be with Facebook allowed us to connect via social media, but other than that, we, we haven't seen each other physically, so when we knew we were coming out here, I reached out to her, and she was very pleased, and, and, and we were like, you know, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe we're going to actually see each other. And let me tell you, it was such a wonderful reunion. She was so warm and so welcoming, and her husband came out. His name is Alessandro. And uh, we, they just took to Peter. I mean, everybody does usually. Um, and it was just, it was a very special way to experience the city with people from the city. Uh, and there's music playing in the background now. There's some sort of band or maybe it's coming from a restaurant. Awesome. Um, I wanted you guys to see, I don't know if you can hear any of this, but I wanted to, I thought it'd be kind of cool to kind of hear the sounds of Rome in the background. Um, so it was really, really special to, to, to experience it with her and her husband. And um, he is, I'm going to, butcher this again. So there are kind of different ways that people police here. Okay. So there's polizia, which are regular policemen. And then there's can, cambiareri. And those are kind of like, it, depending on who you talk to, we talked to a couple people who are local that call them fancy policemen. <laughs> They're kind of like local and like federal. Does that make sense? Right. They're kind of like in between, but they're the ones that wear the really sharp uniform with a, it's a nice uniform. They're fancy police uniforms for sure, but they look really smart. Um, and so he's local. Um, his office was out of Trevi district. So that's why we went and saw Trevi fountain and all of that, but to, to go through and, and just see all of those sites with them and getting a little extra history from them because I'm telling you if you come here and you don't want to know you're not looking up the little deets and the little facts about little things you're really missing out like a, a little fact that we found before we even came was that if you google Rome and ask for Google to show you on maps Google Maps water fountains you will get all of the natural water fountains. And it could just be like literally a spigot coming out of the wall of a building. But the water is fantastic here, which was shocking because it's so filthy, everything else. The people are kind. The I did never felt unsafe. Um, so it, it's just been a really good experience. The only thing I just really could not get over is the amount of garbage. I'm looking down right now in the street. The street is filthy. Like they're, like it's filthy. Um, it, obviously I'm right by the Coliseum. So we get tons of crowds here every day. And, um, it's, you know, it, you know, you know, let's jump in and talk about it. Screw it. Let's do it. Um, 
So, so why is there trash all over Rome? Let me tell you, it was the, the place where it really got to me was when we went to the Borghese Gardens. So that's another thing on my bucket list was those Borghese Gardens and seeing the house and all that. Google it and look at the beautiful manicured pictures and how beautiful it looks. I will tell you, it does not look like that. And I have captured pictures um, very articulately. Okay, it, it really hasn't been easy. And I'm going to be super honest. I've literally Google erased garbage from pictures. That's how bad it is, guys. Um, it took me aback. It kind of made me sad. But I kept thinking about how wonderful and how beautiful and extravagant these gardens were once at one point. Um, they are a little overgrown now, um, which you can get over. I mean, it's a park, right? What's long grass? It's not a big deal. But just garbage everywhere. Um, it's Let's just put it this way, because people are like, Denise, you're going to be exaggerating, you know, blah, 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 blah. Let's, this is kind of like the impact of like, how much garbage is around it. Let's just say you're a family of eight and you have, you know, you and your husband and the rest are kids, not even lying. Okay. And you all bring a big picnic basket and you go to the park and you guys, you know, have stuff wrapped within the basket. You have napkins and you have silverware and you have bottles and, or whatnot, or, you know, plastic stuff. And you all eat. And then when you leave, you grab your empty bag and you um, basically pick up your blanket, fold it, and walk away. And leave everything that you just <laughs> just brought and ate where it's sitting. That is the capacity of the garbage here. Um, it's really just not okay. And coming from America, I thought, you know, I mean, obviously, I grew up born and raised in Chicago, but... Chicago is never that dirty. Never. Like, not even, like, not even close, okay? Chicago is a very green city. I mean, they once were. I don't live in Chicago anymore. I moved out six years ago. But um, I don't know what the state of it is now. But, because I won't go down because I don't want to get shot. There's that. But when I grew up in Chicago... It's a pretty busy city. It's touristy. Uh, people go vacation there from other countries. We have museums. We have art. We have architecture. We have the river. We have the lake. It's busy, right? People are coming to Chicago to see stuff, just like they're coming here. So those numbers are there, but never was it this dirty. So now that we've, I've gotten it off my chest, I've been dying to tell everybody um, that that has kind of like just taken me aback. I made the best of it because, in all honesty, the beauty of everything around it, it's almost a shame. It kind of broke my heart for Rome and the history that's here. When you look out and you just realize that you're not just sitting in a building. I'm sitting in a building that is predated to certain things. Uh, I'm looking at something that holds, you know, uh, memorials for World War One soldiers. I'm looking at the tops of one, two, three, three cathedrals that are older than pretty much everything in America. Uh, I've got ruins here. We were actually walking um, today 
I don't want to get too much on what we did today, but like it doesn't even matter. There's so much to talk about with Rome. We were walking around our neighborhood, uh, so Del Coliseo, and you, there's if you go to the the opposite side that we are of the Coliseum, it's all the neighborhood people, the people who are local to this area, and um, there's still garbage. Because I thought, oh, it's got to be a touristy thing. You know, it's totally the tourists. But it's not the tourists. And I have talked to locals, and um, they were just like, yeah, you know, it's a shame, but, you know, there are some things. And we'll get, I don't want to get into it. It's killing me to tell you guys, too. Like, some of these theories are pretty pretty wild. Um, so, yeah, so we walk over to the other side, and right on the other side of the Coliseum is a bunch of residential housing. There's little shops. There's a shopping center. There's little restaurants, and, yeah, it's a little touristy over there, but if you walk in a couple blocks, it starts, you know, getting a little, you lose the crowds, and so that's what we were doing, and it was interesting because they had uh, this big open area, so you got this busy street, residential and stores all on one side a coliseum behind you and you're like what is going on like what is this like random ruins you'll find random ruins everywhere here so we looked them up and they were quite beautiful um i posted i'll be posting them to my um, social media so if you hadn't seen them they'll be back on my facebook page somewhere or my instagram i'm not sure probably both but let me tell you we read that they were basically the remnants. It looked kind of looked like little houses, like little tiny rooms, like dorm rooms. And they were, they were cells. And it was actually a gladiator training area. And so for those of you who think that gladiators are like super cool and all of that, I mean, they were pretty, you know, tough guys, but they had to be because they were usually enslaved and forced into doing that. They were prisoners and you know, when it all comes down to it, the Romans were quite bloodthirsty um, back in the day. And so they would enslave these people and force them, these men, and force them to be gladiators, whether they liked it or not. They were shackled in cells when they weren't training, and they weren't allowed to come out. Um, that's pretty, when you see how small these are, and that there's like no windows in the ones that are still standing because some obviously have fallen down but you could clearly see the parts where the roofs remain and they were small considering and uh and they said that even if they volunteered to be glad that there were some men who actually volunteered to be gladiators that even they were shackled and jailed uh in cells and not allowed to leave unless they were training. So it wasn't a glamorous thing to be doing overall. People, you know, it, it wasn't like, you know, this big thing. They were basically just slaves, forced to fight for bloodthirsty Roman, you know, Caesars and, and leaders. Simple as that. Um, I'm going to take a little swig here because I'm getting super dry. So I am um, drinking San Pellegrino Chino which is awesome. It's kind of like their pop with limoncello. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, I'm just doing what I can. We have one more night here, and I'm like, I got to start talking about Rome. So, all right, let's get into it. So 
the first day we were here, um, we essentially rested. We went and um, got pizza at a local place that we knew would have good pizza because we're hitting reviews. And, um, you know, we did all that ahead of time and just flagged it all. If you guys are going on vacation out of the country, please use Google Maps. Find out what restaurants are there. See what's recommended. Go look at the TripAdvisor reviews. TripAdvisor has been amazing through all of this. Um, and then go ahead on Google Maps and flag it so that when you're in those neighborhoods, you can open Google Maps and just look at where all your flags are to see if whatever you want to see is near where you want to go, you know, where you're at. It really has helped us get around. So I, uh, we had pizza the first day and just kind of slept. We were exhausted. And then uh, next day is when we met our friends. It was fabulous. We went to Trevi Fountain. Uh, we went to the Spanish Steps. And let me tell you, so uh, again, he is uh, Cambodari. So he is in good shape, regardless of his age. He's like 56 or something like that. But he... Pete, him and Pete raced up the Spanish steps. It is a lot of steps. I didn't even go on them because number one, you can't sit down on them anymore. You're fined. Yeah, it's a pretty hefty fine too. But I'm like, yeah, there's no way. Like I'm going to have to rest. There's nothing like I need stuff to hold on to. I need resting breaks or I'm going to have a heart attack. Peter raced halfway up the stairs. Like he was running. I'm like, what the heck? got to be young again and have good legs and good lungs and all of that and then he walked up the rest of the way and you know was up there with him and then they came back down but to be able to do it up and down I was like wow dude kudos to both of you and um kudos to you for being in any kind of pulmonary shape at 56 um yeah there's no way I could do that a lot of people commented about the crowds okay so this is summer and this is travel area. So June, July, August are big months in any European countries for holiday. And you're going to get thousands and thousands of visitors here. There's also pickpockets as well. So you got to be smart about it. Um, we haven't had any issues. The only thing that's been kind of annoying to me has been, um, you know, the tour people and the the vendor scams you know, hey, would you like, you get this, you, do you want this, do you want water, do you want this, no grazie, you know, d d does he want it, no grazie, and then they'll say it again, and I'm like, no, uh, some of them get a little, you know, I've always carried myself, like, you know, I grew up in Chicago, so I don't really have any issues, I know Pete and I were coming back, um, down the way to it literally you get off the metro and you come out of the thing and you can walk right like i don't even know how far it is but it's like not even a minute to our front door which is a garrison for the esercizia i think you say it the military the italian military so they, they're literally outside our apartment building door so like you know i don't feel unsafe here and yeah he we were running and it's the same guy. I'm like, dude, do you not like recognize us by now? We've been here for a week, but he walked up to Peter and it's like, I felt like he, um, well, he did. He reached down to like grab his hand and that's sorry guys, but that's a fucking no, no. When you come from America, I know a lot of these people I watch the Italians just let their kids go. They do stuff. It's a different world here. You know, 
they act like it is. But in America, like nobody's touching my kid. Nobody's getting between me and my kid or there's a fucking mama bear to be had. So that's not happening. So I literally, (laughs) it was raining that day. So I had an umbrella and I literally like flipped it like, like a sword between the two of us. And I'm like, no touch, no touch. (laughs) And he was just like, he just put hands up in the air and just stepped back. And then who are, then some, another guy uh, who I'm just referring to like the bosses as the team lead, (laughs) the scammer team league, uh, team lead he came up and he he was like i'm sorry i'm sorry you know because he saw what happened and i'm like no no it's okay it's okay just don't let him come near my kid like i don't do that shit um but you gotta watch because especially in like some of the downtown downtown places in rome uh you know the scammers have bracelets they they grab your kid's hand they tie it on at a knot so they can't take it off and then they want to charge you like some exorbitant you know, euros for it. So you just got to be careful. So just, you know, like everything, keep keep an eye on your belongings and your kid. You know, no backpacks. If you have a backpack, just don't keep your money in it or any belongings, period. I carried a purse that was in front of me. Uh, It was like across the shoulder. And at all times, I always carry my passports just because I feel safer. They have to be on my body at all times. Um, cause that's our identification, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, zippers in. So if you're wearing your purse across your left shoulder and it's sitting in the front of you, make sure that your zipper on your purse zippers from the left. So whatever shoulder your purse is on should be where your zipper ends when it's zipped. This way they can't, these people are good, man. You got to watch. These people are good. This is their life. Um, they will just come up next to you and uh, sneak. You won't even feel them. And if you've been on a train here, you'll know. There's no way. When you get on a train here, if when I say you're getting on a can of sardines, that's an understatement. You're getting on, let's just say, here's this. When you get on a bus in a busy time in the States, you're a can of sardines. When you get on a bus at any time in Italy, it's like you have two cans of sardines And you open them both up and then take the one can and shove it in the other can and expect the lid to go back on. Swear to God. (laughs) It's insane. Um, So that said, we saw, you guys know I'm going to be all over the place with this. So it's going to be like me talking to you and we're friends and we're just chit-chatting. I'm looking now and I don't know if this is a star or an airplane. I really suck at that. But all the lights are starting to go on. The lights are on at the Coliseum right now. They're over at the ruins across the street. Um, And the sun is starting to set. It's going to be awesome. It is 9.23 here. So it looks awesome. All right. What else did we talk? Oh, so we went to the Spanish Steps. And then we were walking around. Also, another thing to know when you're traveling know your seasons, what's out for seasons. So, um, we took pictures of it because, you know, Hey, that's what it looks good. Right. But the chestnut roasters. So we were talking about it with my friends from here and he was saying, you know, you don't eat those now. Right. (laughs) And because chestnuts are for fall, they do it for tourists, but the whole point of eating chestnuts in fall is because they're fresh. 
And so anybody could get them from a store and roast them, and that's what's happening. So um, if you're here, it's great to take pictures of the chestnut roasters uh, down in the cities, but um, don't buy them unless it's like, you know, September, October, November, just saying. Um, from there, uh, we went to one of the, it's a major fountain right in front of the Spanish Steps, and you can walk there is a platform to walk onto or into the fountain and you could fill up your water bottles. Um, again, just Google water fountains in Rome on Google Maps and you'll see all of these natural water-like sources. So Peter wanted to fill up all these and it was nice because Alessandro was like just standing there like, you know, he commands a presence obviously uh, for his job anyway. So he was like having everybody go out there and, you know, wait, let Peter, you know, fill up everybody's bottle. And <laughs> it was pretty nice. Then we walked, uh, got some history. We stopped uh, at his favorite gelato place, which was fantastic. Uh, Peter is addicted to gelato. And I don't understand um, how you can eat ice cream of any sort and have it be in so many different places. Like Peter gets it on his cheeks, by his ears. He gets it in his nose, um, under his chin. I don't really know how it happens, but like you literally need um, like a wet towel, um, like like a bath towel <laughs> to ungelato this kid when he's done with it. Um, from there, uh, we stopped at another water source. It was literally just two spigots. And, and this is the part that really kind of like called out to me about the garbage the spigots were there it's fresh water it's good water like it's pure right it's potable potable however the fuck they say that and um he was showing peter that you can either fill up a bottle from the little spout or you could put your finger under the spout or your hand if you're peter and they there's a little hole on top that will then come out like a water fountain he, he squirted me like twice i didn't even know what was going on but to have the insight of the knowledge of a drinking fountain before people had drinking fountains, that's pretty freaking cool, right? It's just stuff like that that's fascinating to me. But in the little source, um, it was kind of like, uh, almost like, let's just say a big deep sink, right? Just made of like concrete or marble or whatever the building was made of. And then they had a iron grating over the top just so that people would probably keep the hell out of the you know the water that as it was draining and um it was filled with garbage i'm like come on with this garbage um so there's that right there's nothing you could do about that i guess so from there we went uh, and he stopped at a little local souvenir shop totally knew the guy again because he works in that district so he went to a vendor that he knew and i thought it was so sweet that they asked peter to go in store and just pick out what italian shirt he would like and of course he picked out an italia roma soccer shirt and they were very pleased um and so yeah he picked that and um they bought it for him and uh at, like again they we did the underground and at, mind you you know it's it's an italian hospitality thing you know we were in their city i get that totally not expected but they covered it all and i think that's wonderful you know 
They paid for the subway. They bought us gelato. They bought my son a shirt. They took us time out of their day to take us on this little, you know, things that they've seen a million times. And they're locals where they want to sit in, like, all these, like, million people there and whatnot. So it was really nice to see, um, just to hear more stories about it. And that's what happened when we were having a conversation. So now Alessandro understands English, but he can't communicate well. Um, and that's how I am. So I can understand, I found that I've understood what people are saying, but I can't communicate back except for little tiny words. I know what things are. I know what this is. I know how to call this, that. Um, but to actually articulate it all when I'm hurting, I'm sweating and my feet are throbbing and my heart rate's like 118. Nope. I'm not coming up with anything. So, um, we were chit chatting back and forth using my friend Tiziana, right? As like an interpreter between us when we needed to explain, like to, to get him to understand. And I was explaining to him that I was, um, did he know because I had heard there was a sculpture here somewhere, but not paintings. But I had asked about Caravaggio as my favorite painter, like, is my favorite painter. And he was telling us that there's a, this Baroque Renaissance church of France. Uh, it's like their official church here in France. And that uh, it's called St. Louis. And that if I go there, nobody ever goes there's no lines, it's free, and they have three original Caravaggio paintings. I'm like dying. I'm like, oh, I'm looking at Carl. I'm like, we totally have to go there. And so um, we planned that for another day. We did see the Pantheon from the outside, but the lines were too long and it was hot. So a lot of people, when you come to Rome, it can get hot here. Yeah, if it rains, I'm going to be honest with you, that's the best time to go out because everybody scatters. It's amazing. It's, like, perfect. Um, so on the rainy days, like, get out there and just, like, deal. Go into a a uh, museum or something, plan it, or have dinner or lunch, or just, you know, aperitivo um, and, you know, chiclati, uh, chiquetti, I should say. Um, it's just so good. And then just get out of the rain and then go back out. And you'll beat people, and you'll beat the crowds. So much better. Um, oh, my gosh, there's, like, so much. Can I tell you, there are, like, thousands of ambulances going around here every day. Sorry, you probably just heard me drink. That glass is sweating. Um, it, it, it was a really nice situation. So it was too... I wasn't waiting three hours to get into the Pantheon when there's, like, tons of stock photos on Google. <laughs> Let's be honest, peeps. Um, but we were able to get out the next day and get the photos that we needed. I'm like, thank you, Mr. Sif. Like, because I can't kill myself to do all this stuff. It's just it's just too much, and I still have to live life when I get home. And there's also still stuff I want to see. We did make a uh, an executive decision to skip the Vatican. Number one, I fucked up and I didn't get tickets. I thought you could get them through a travel guide or a tourist guide. And um, there's been a change here with how they sell tickets. Everything is pretty much online. There are a few things you could do in person, but the lines are extravagant. Like four to six hours, and I can't wait that long. I would rather 
plan a vacation in the future now that we've been here and we've looked around i know that we would stay somewhere else right i thought this was awesome for peter to stay here it's a really nice neighborhood but there are other places i'd rather stay and uh that are a little offbeat off foot from the super super tourist stuff and i would rent a car so that i can get places so it's like you can't take a car everywhere especially in city center like by trevi and all that you have to have like a special license to have your car there you have to be like the military or the police or a government official or somebody that works down there to have your car down there but um other than that you could still park your car on the outskirts of it and then use that so you could explore park explore and then this gives you an opportunity to not be dead <laughs> at the end of the day and still have to get on public transportation to get home or walk um because yeah we got lucky this time our transportation was you know right at the end here and so it was perfect like right now this pretty much everybody has cleared off the street here everyone so it's completely vacant um there's like one guy walking there are a few people like young kids over by the coliseum side which is like right below me on the left um there's like a little street and i would say maybe 40 50 people scattered about at the coliseum itself which is a huge change to the thousands of people <laughs> during the day it's insane guys um so oh so that's what we were doing so we were walking getting information about that and uh what else did we do so we walked back i'm sure i'm missing something um we looked around a little bit more and then we walked back to the house uh when we got here um they met us at our apartment because we're right by the coliseum so it was easy for them to come here by scooter they were able to literally park right outside the door and so um <laughs> they peter couldn't wait to get back and we didn't understand why and then we realized that Tiziana had mentioned that if we have time and it's not raining when we come back that Alessandra would take him for a ride on the scooter. Oh my goodness gracious. Um that explained then it made sense why he kept saying, "Are we going back to the apartment? I want to go back to the apartment cuz he wanted a damn scooter ride." So we got back to the apartment and he was like, "Can I have scooter ride?" <laughs> and so, oh my gosh, he took him on the scooter and with the helmet and the smile on him was from like ear to ear. And so he rode him up and down, I'd say maybe like four times or back and forth, back and forth. And he was completely just enamored. He thought that was satisfaction to him. He got on a scooter. Now he's going to buy a Vespa. Uh that's like his thing too. He wants a Vespa. They didn't have a Vespa, but he saw a Vespa and he really wants the Vespa. Plus I think Luca helped as well. He didn't say Luca Disney that out. I think that's Disney. It's either Disney or Pixar, who the hell knows. Um but that's kind of where we're at. I'm going to leave it with that cuz there's so to talk about the food here. Yeah, forget it. I'm going to keep talking. The food here is phenomenal. So, obviously, really look to see if locals go there. Um you can usually tell if there's a line. Now, if you're going out for dinner, 
and you really want to eat somewhere, call ahead and get reservations because it's not like America, especially if you're from the States, okay? It's not like you walk into a restaurant and they know that they're going to turn that table over in like 40 minutes. It's not like that at all. It could sometimes take you 40 minutes to get your drinks. Okay. <laughs> I wish I was joking. Um, the Italians are in no rush in a restaurant. They are not in a rush to greet you. They are not in a rush to give you drinks. They are not in a rush to give you your food. They're not in a rush to bring you a bill. That is for sure. And if you need a drink or a refill while you're eating, you got to really start waving and calling them over because they will not approach your table. It's considered rude. Um, you can take all the time you can. So a reservation is highly uh, desired if you want to eat at a certain place. We've been super lucky. We only got turned away from one restaurant in uh, Austria. And so that's pretty much the way it is in Europe overall. Uh, the pizza here is phenomenal, the Roman pizza. It's got a really nice crust on it. Let me talk to you about crusts, okay? I've had zero issues with gluten here. My stomach is not upset. My stomach is not bloated. Uh, I don't have gas, um, TMI. I don't have diarrhea. Um, it is ridiculous. I have never been just on a more regular note than I have being here. That goes for the coffee as well, which is a big deal because, like, coffee pretty much does to anybody. It goes in and it comes right out. Um, not the case here. Um, but the food is phenomenal. Just the flavors. Everything is different. It doesn't look the same. It doesn't feel the same. Um, they, the, the way they combine flavors here with food, especially on the pizzas, oh my God, like, it's just crazy. Um, Supli, uh, Arancini, for those of you who don't know, look this stuff up. Supli, S-U-P-P-L-I, Arancini, A-R-A-N-I-C-I, Arancini, yeah, C-I-N-I, there you go. And uh, basically, those are risotto balls that are fixed, they have different things in them. Sometimes they're tomatoes, sometimes they're cheese, and... Sometimes there's meat, but they have different kinds of arancini. They're absolutely phenomenal. Uh, <clears throat> eggs are sold in the aisles here. You don't go to, a, there's hardly anything in the refrigerated section here. It's all like pre-made snacking stuff. It, it's crazy. Um, so eggs are just sold. They're not refrigerated. Question that. Like, we need to start questioning the sources of our food in America. We, nobody here is fat and all they do is eat all day. Nobody here is, they walk all fucking day. Like, I don't know how these people do it. There are women who are in their 60s and 70s who are taking trains and buses and walking to local markets and getting shit and carting all this stuff back to their house and upstairs and over cobblestone. Let me talk to you about the cobblestone here. The cobblestone here is gorgeous because it's black. And let me tell you why that's a problem. Because black attracts sun. <laughs> so when it is hot out and you're walking on the old streets with the blacks, the, tie, the, the black cobblestone, it is like you're walking on fire. It is so hot. It makes everything even hotter. 
just overall, it's been an amazing experience. Uh, I would definitely say that I would still recommend that people come to Rome, 100%. But just to be, we'll talk more about the theories on the next episode. I'm going to do two episodes on Rome, you guys, because there's just so much. And we'll talk more about the the theories and why there is so much garbage in Rome. It's a pretty it's, it's a pretty interesting wild stories. So we'll leave it at that today. It's been an awesome time. Uh, I am going to finish my drink and go in with Mr. Sith and just hang out while we can because we only have one more night after this in Rome and then we're heading home. So until next week, remember, lead with kindness. And don't forget to follow me on social media, Denise said, and you get to see all these videos.